Welcome to the Wonder Woman podcast, where we discuss a variety of subjects all pertaining to optimizing your physique, building strength, developing a strong mindset and tools to help you win at life. I'm Michelle McDonald, and I'm the founder of the Wonder Woman coaching team. We are a community of results-driven coaches and clients who believe that we can age like never before. All right, everyone, welcome to the first... This is a very special moment for me. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a very long time. There's so much great information I want to bring to our audience. So this is the very first episode of the Wonder Woman podcast. And I have a very special guest today, Miss Hattie Boydell. Um, Probably doesn't need a lot of introduction to our audience. Um, She has been in my Instagram a lot as she came and lived with my husband and I for almost a year, came for a weekend (laughs) and stayed for a very long time, um, which we were very grateful to have her on board. I think she really helped level up my glute game and uh, as well as a few other things. I just absolutely love this girl. And uh, she is going to share some of her insights over the years, competing, dealing with injury, creating a business, um, really being an icon in the fitness industry and a leader for so many of us. So Hattie Boydell, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure. And of course, you know, I love the, I love, I love the number one spot. So <laughs> <laughs> to be the first on here is a privilege. Thank you so much for coming. Um, you just celebrated your birthday. I did, 34. And when I first met you, I think you were still, you you were 28, weren't you? When I first met you, I was 29. You were 29. I was 29. And I, I found you on Instagram because you were posting these ridiculous, when I first, when oh, I first. Oh no, when you first met me, I would have been like 20, 25 because I won the world titles at 26. Yeah. And I met and you I followed you before, before that. that. You, for some reason, probably because of WBFF, you mm. you appeared on my on my screen. Maybe you were shared by the WBFF or something like that. And you were doing these ridiculous squats. And we were, I don't know, we were maybe six weeks out of the show. And of course, most people are saying, oh my God, the diet's so hard and my strength is dropping. And I think you were doing paused squats, sets of six or eight or something like that at, you know, 200 and something pounds. And I was just gobsmacked. I was just amazed. I will never, ever forget the moment I met you. It is so clear in my mind. We were backstage. It was the 2015 world title, WBFF world titles, and we're in line, and Michelle runs up to me. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're so freaking strong. And I'm like, oh. And I remember seeing Michelle because I remember looking at Michelle going, you're a freak. Like I was watching what you and JJ were doing on social media, and you were doing – yoga and like your bench your arch and your bench and I'm watching you guys lift and I'm thinking these guys are freaking phenomenal and I'm like I've got to compete against her and I was freaking out (laughs) competing against you because I'm like she looks so good oh my god and just like I can see your whole body language your whole face is and you had this big smile and you were so excited to meet me and and you know it was like one of the things I love about the WBFF is that I've met so many of my best friends through that that um federation and I remember you introducing me to JJ and I just yeah followed you on from there and I remember the year that I was coming to uh, travel 
And I said, oh, I was speaking to you guys and I was like, oh, I'm coming to travel. You're like, oh, you should come stay with us. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, how long do you want to stay? Like a week? And I was like, oh, five. And, and I remember you said to me, oh, gosh, I hope we like you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, shit, I forgot they've never actually really spent much time with me. They've only seen me as this thing on social media. Yeah. Lucky uh, we loved each other's we got company. got along like a house on fire. Got along like a bloody hotel on fire and <laughs> I ended up staying for close to a, a year. A long time. And uh, you guys have been some very solid uh, spirits in my life to the point where I c- can't stop coming back to you. So uh, I'm forever grateful for that time because especially at that time in my life, you were really influential. Um, and that year that we spent here was probably one of the best years of my life. Really, really was. A lot of great memories. Yeah. We trained the house down. So hard. Oof. Yeah. Those training sessions were intense and cardio sessions. And I remember just being so blown away by your leg strength. I mean, <laughs> I always consider myself strong. And um, I got to admit, you'd leave me in the dust day after day after day. And I loved it. I loved the challenge. I loved getting pushed by another woman who was knew so much about training um your intensity was phenomenal i learned a lot about how to be more competitive because i'd already been training for such a long time and of course it's, it, it can be very challenging to stay um engaged uh and mm. keep pushing yourself but you came in and brought all these tools um like how, using a heart rate monitor mm. and trying to beat yourself using a tool like a heart rate monitor and and how much time you spent um, hustling through a training session, trying to get better without losing strength in a training session. So kind of pushing your conditioning and just several things you brought to the table, which, which is incredible for me. I think, uh, you know, for every level is another devil, right? Yeah. Mm. I love that. And something that I've learned um, as a tool is how do I win? How do I always win? Like every day. I see the same thing. How do I win? How do I play games with myself that, encourage me to just be that little bit better because we say it's one percent and it is one percent one percent every day and with training it was like okay how do I measure myself so that it's not a thought it's not a feeling it's what is data you love data JJ loves data I love data so heart rate monitor is numbers that's mm-hmm. effort when we're tracking our progress in the gym we're tracking the numbers that we're lifting we're tracking RPE or reps in reserve that is effort and that's not just mm-hmm. how we feel, but what is actually happening. And, you know, a game I always play with myself is um, show me how hard you can work. So if I had mm. a, if I was standing over myself and I was looking down at myself, how would I want to show off to myself? Like show me how hard you can work. And I love that. Or one rep at a time. You know, those days that we walk into the gym and we're like, you know, we're not feeling that great. Or we've got a lot going on and we look at, we look at the numbers ahead and we think, how the hell are we going to do this? one rep at a time because that's how you get the sets done. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. not I'm going to start at 15. It's start, I start at one and then two and then three. And it also allows me to honour one rep at a time because it's not just getting through the reps. We don't want, just want to get to the end and go, how did that happen? It's, it's like not about ticking boxes. You've got to be present. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every single time. And, and I think that's what you need to do to be the best version of yourself, especially as newbie gains you know, disappear. Mm-hmm. You and I, JJ, we've been training for, God, I've been training for 16 years now. And I must say the first probably six years of my training career wasn't as it is now. Like I was still learning. I was still very much an amateur. I didn't have good role models around me. I wasn't, I thought I can do this myself. 
And while I got far, I got further with a coach. And that was my lesson that I had to learn. I always think back and go, God, I wish I got a coach earlier, but I probably wasn't in the right mindset. So shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. How it happened was how it was meant to be. And I learned my own skills and tools. And obviously, um, you know, once I invested in a coach, I learned so much more. So I think that's like a really important part of this journey is it's great to be independent, but we can do so much more when we're surrounded by a community of like-minded people or a leader who leads by example, which is what I think uh, us three do very well. And, you know, actually choosing to lead by example really transformed myself as an athlete and, and as a coach. Wow, there's uh, <laughs> there's so many places I could go just with what you've opened with. Oh, rabbit, my, rabbit my God. All right. So um, let's start with the first thing that came to my mind, of course, was talking about how we met and for me what's really important it's a message i really want to i want to share with the community is how to be inclusive in your mm-hmm. journey versus exclusive and a lot of times you know we can get really wrapped up in this idea of teams or cliques um, or federations but understanding that you can have this access to an incredible pool of humans out there um, if we just let go of our attachment to uh, boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, with 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 gals in the fitness model industry, it could be very easy to say, oh, you know, Hattie's on a different team. I think at the time you were with a, with a, a different coach with the WFF mm-hmm. um, and uh, Jay and I were just doing our own thing. So we could have set up a boundary there. I could have uh, set up an age boundary. You know, I was in my 40s, my mid-40s at the time. You were in your 20s. I could have set up an age boundary. Oh, she's so young. You know, what What would, what would I have to learn limitation, from her? Limitation, exactly. limitation, limitation, limitation. I mean, we can just go on and on, right? Mm. But instead, um, just letting go of that attitude and instead embracing uh, inclusivity mm. and, and really investing in relationships, just putting yourself out there uh, and seeing what can happen and having that attitude, especially um, as you get older, not putting those boundaries up and not projecting onto the world and thinking that somebody's not going to like you or whatever you're going to say. And just being inclusive and open-minded is key because these friendships are life-changing. You've changed my life. Oh, I can definitely say the same for, for the both of you. And I think, um, you know, I always try and get through life like-minded. We all have judgment. We have judgment on ourselves. We have judgment on others. And I always become really curious around where did that come from? And it's funny, judgment often comes from a part of us that feels, you know, insecure or Mm -hmm. inferior in some way. And so rather than going on with the judgment, you know, start to become curious around it. But I think, you know, if we if we limit ourselves with boundaries and we limit ourselves with limitations, we limit ourselves with growth. And something that I love about the people that I spend my time with is that they're not limited in they're they're very open they're very um curious and they're all about community and you know it's funny because for us to learn we have to be open to learning from so many others even if it doesn't say it contradicts but even if it challenges our belief system Mm -hmm. it's like okay well let's be curiosity let's be curious about it and we don't always have to align with it something that i say especially in relationship is you don't have to agree with me, but at least try to understand, understand. me. Mm-hmm. And I will do the same for you. And that is the same when it comes to information. There is so much information out there. 
and information that conflicts with other information and where does it come from? Mm -hmm. It's like if you start to ask where it comes from, you can often find the root and sometimes it actually is not true. And therefore, therefore, rather than just going no or yes, it's, oh, but then I learned this. And we often open the doors to so many other avenues and then what do we do? We learn. We learn. I love that. Yeah. And, um, you know, your background, and I'm not sure how much of our audience knows, but when you were younger, you had a really tough time in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you were bullied and, um, and, and then in gymnastics you would have a different experience where you were really included and you belonged and you were trying to figure out what's the difference here in now the Hattie that I know, I mean, I feel like you have friends, you have more friends in Tulum, (laughs) I think (laughs) than we do. And we've been living here for a long time. I mean, people drove down from Cancun because they saw on your Instagram, you're in Tulum. So now you've created this world where you have friends all over the world, again, very inclusive, very open and, and willing to, to exchange with other people from very, very diverse backgrounds. So what, what could you, what could you say about that, that evolution from being the girl who was bullied? Why am I being bullied? Why don't people like me to having the strength and the courage just to be open and to assume that there's love out there for you my hardest times in my life have been the greatest lessons and you know I would never bully anyone because I know what it feels like and I and I the way the, the way I created my my business the sports water project which is a community of of women resourceful women powerfully supporting one another right which is what I always wanted when I would go to gymnastics, I had that. I was I would train with my best friends and I would compete against my best friends, but we were a team and we encouraged each other to be the best athletes that we could be at such a young age. And then I'd go to school and I had no friends. I'd sit in the bathrooms and wait for school lunch to be over and then, you know, get books written about me and all these really hurtful things and I couldn't quite work out why it was so different. Um, but I remember taking that on going, I'm never going to do that to anyone and as an adult when I um, started in the fitness industry there was definitely not community-based teams and programs it was the opposite it was you versus me yeah us and them not all of us and so why I created the sports water project I didn't have support then so I thought I'm going to create it and I set out the principles and the values and what we put out we attract right so you know, it was an interview process when people, when girls would sign up, we had to get to know these girls and yeah, are these the right eggs for our nest because sometimes it's not. And I'm grateful for that period of my life because it helped me set up the community that, that I have today. And I'm so inclusive. I'll always be open to meeting someone. And then, you know, once you get to know them, you can make judgment and it's not that person's bad. It's maybe that person's not the right person for me. And I'm so grateful. I have friends all around the world and I feel I feel like I've met the best people in this world. Like I feel like I know the best people ever. Um, and that's because, again, what we put out, we attract. You know, who we spend our time with is so important. And people come in and out of our lives all the time. And sometimes we meet people in a place where they're going through something. So how they react to the world is just a byproduct of how they're feeling internally. And maybe that at that time, it's, they're not right for us. But we might meet them again in another time and they might be a completely different person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. They were just going through something. We don't often know what people are going mm-hmm. through and yet we so place important. the judgment on that person at that time. It can be a little bit unfair. Imagine if you met one of us. I mean, if you met me probably in 2000 and 
the year after I met you guys, I was going through probably one of the hardest years of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And I was not the person that I usually am, but I was suffering mm-hmm. and I was doing the best that I can. And I always say, someone's just doing the best that they can. And so if you met me then and you met me somewhere else, you probably would have seen a pretty different Hattie. So my, my invitation to all of us listening is while we might be, when we meet someone, it might not always be what they're like, or if we meet someone and they're, they're feeling a little off, they might be going something. So just have some compassion, just like we should for ourselves. <laughs> I think uh, that's a very powerful statement. I think it's something that we can aspire to. Um, probably very challenging for lots of us, um, but probably is why you've been able to be at the be in the in the limelight, which is has its own unique challenges, and you've been able to retain that joy for. Um, meeting new people and having new experiences and not getting bogged down by a lot of negativity. I think, okay, one thing I've learned and it's, I'm so grateful for this is when people, you know, obviously being exposed to a lot of people through social media, you know, 90% of what I get is really positive and I'm so grateful. I've got a, an amazing support system. Um, thank you to everyone who who supports me. But of course I'm going to get outsiders who, you know, see my page and, you know, the judgment. And I often just think, oh gosh, it must be so hard being you. If if that's, if you can sit there and throw out these things at someone that you don't know, judging from a, a, a photo or a, a post, and then, you, and then it's, you think it's your right to go and say something quite negative. I never think, oh, that's to me. I'm like, oh, that's about you. <laughs> you know, the, the judgment that you're putting out there is the judgment that they, they have the same judgment on themselves. And that would be really tough to live life in so it almost just cuts through that that negative thing and I always know well it's not actually about me while it's to me it's not about me really if you think about the times that and we all do it we place judgment on someone someone else if we actually tune in it's the judgment that we place on ourselves and that's what we want to start to investigate judgment's always going to be there but how far do we want to go with it and how 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 many times we want to wear that badge of honor that judgment Probably not many times. And so, yeah, I I used to judge myself a lot. And of course, as we get older, we earn wisdom. (laughs) We earn the right to know ourselves a little bit more. And that's probably the greatest gift that age has given me to the point where I think I don't fear getting older. I've enjoyed the years of getting to know myself and loving myself more and improving the relationship with myself and almost repairing the relationship that I have with myself. Like we all go through really tough times. I had an eating disorder for a long time. And again, that gift, well, my mum would probably challenge that for me. Uh, not a gift at the time, but a gift later on in life allowed me to be in the position that I am today. I, lo- I, know, I know so much about mindset and psychology and women and behaviours because I was in the trenches myself. And it's hard to lead someone down a path we haven't been before. It's hard to have empathy for someone who, when you don't know that you're suffering, that you've the suffering that they've been through. And I think you could probably relate, Michelle, we've all had our own battles. Yeah. But the gift is the victory and, mm-hmm. and what we learn through those challenges and something that I always say to my partner is what can we learn from this challenge? What can we learn from this challenge? Because while we're suffering now, we're actually getting stronger. We're learning something from it. And later on when something similar might show up, we, we're equipped with some tools because we have experience, which is incredibly powerful. And now we have knowledge. And those two together are probably the most powerful tools that we can use as humans for ourselves and for others. 
Wow, you've you've dropped again another bomb, and we could go in a million directions. Could we do the first episode? Could be a week. Could, somebody can just bring us in some food. It's going to be part six, going. guys. Part, part, part six, at least. Um, so, so that brings up something else that I really want to I want to touch on is how do you go from fear, anxiety, judgment, anger, to this much more expanded attitude about what's presented to you so that you can develop or cultivate this winning mindset because what you're what you're describing right is a winning mindset how do you get from i love winning i like yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone loves it but it's hard to get that for a lot of people when they're starting out mm. you know they, they step into their day and and all the the anxieties and the doubts and the fears and the judgments which often mm. come from fear and anger from from a lack of, mm. of stability and that you know relationship with themselves that needs that repair it gets in the way of them being able to see the win it gets in the way of them being able to see a challenge or an obstacle as a possibility to learn and get mm. stronger so the, you know and you work with gals um, who struggle and you've got to help them and i know you work a lot with um uh, michelle, Beatty, michelle on, Beatty on designing kind of a step-by-step -step approach to move transitioning from that fear run uh to mm. a relaxed embrace um uh, mentality what what can you say about that one of the greatest lessons that michelle Beatty, who's a neuropsych that i've been working with for four years and I must say she's been a catalyst for so much of my uh, growth is that she, once she said to me, it's all about the repair system, about the repair system. And I thought to myself, God, that's what we're all trying to do with ourselves. How often do we break trust with ourselves? We say we're going to do one thing and we do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And then what do we do? Judgment. I'm mm -hmm. failing. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm never going to make it. I'm, or I don't want this thing anymore. I, and, you know, she explained it to me as when a, when a mother and a child have an argument, what strengthens their relationship is how they repair, I'm sorry, I love you, hug, hug touch, tone, and they strengthen their relationship because it goes, we're okay. We've had this breakdown, we're okay. And she explained it to me because I was going through a really hard breakdown externally with with an ex-partner and an ex-best friend. And but then I realized, holy shit, am I allowed to say that? I need this <laughs> is for me. This is actually, that's all external. This is for me. I need to repair me. I need to repair mm -hmm. all the I need to start to repair my relationship with myself, with the things that I've tried to move away from. Right? Because we have uh, we're a sum of all parts. Okay. So we're not just one being we have all these different parts of our nervous system which are actually characters which we develop over our lifetime so an example is we often talk about the little girl the child mm -hmm. yeah that's a child part and she shows up in our adult life because how we respond in our adult life is very much how we dealt with things as a child and so why do we start why do we often do things that we did as an adult um as a young child we haven't we haven't changed that behavior system so, yeah, there's something to that and a part of that is repairing and then learning to create new neural pathways of new behaviours. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that? Well, we have to start to become really conscious of ourselves. So instead of trying to move away from the behaviours that we have that we don't like or the parts of us that we don't like, which we all have that we wrestle with, embrace them, learn about them, become curious, them. Mm -hmm. understand them. 
curiosity is what keeps the front part of our brain, the PFC, prefrontal cortex, online, which means that it still allows our right and left brain to, to talk to each other. So when we become curious about why did I, why did I do that? How did that show up for me? How did I react rather than respond? Instead of going, oh, I did that thing. I I can't do it now. I'm going to go and start my diet tomorrow and I've got to, you know, erase Mm -hmm. all those behaviors that I did. Not often helpful because they're going to show up again. Mm -hmm. Instead going, what was the environment that I was in? Was it it an environment, a relationship with my environment? Was it a relationship with someone else? Where did it come from? How did I react? How would I like to react? And so we start to kind of pull it apart and dissect it and then start to work out, well, what is it and how is it that I want to respond? Because we all have a vision of ourselves, right? We all have this grand Mm -hmm. vision of how we want our life to be, who we want to be, how we want to show up. We're inspired by Michelle that we see on social media and think that's the life that I want to live, who she is, what she stands for. I want that. And that's that's a beautiful (laughs) vision. But Mm -hmm. how do we execute the vision? How do we get there? Mm -hmm. It's one step at a time just like one rep at a time. So when we break these big grand things down into small manageable pieces, we can create confidence and it's marking one thing off at a time. When you wake up, you do your first meditation, big tick. How does that feel for the system? Lovely dopamine hit. What's the next thing we're going to do? Oh, I'm going to track my food or whatever it is that you've structured out for yourself that aligns with the vision that you have of yourselves. We do it one step at a time. And we start to show ourselves that, hey, I can do this thing that I said I would do. Now, it's not always going to be perfect and it doesn't have to be. Sometimes good enough is good enough. Mm -hmm. And if we can start to do good enough, eventually we can start to do good. Mm -hmm. Once we start to do good, we can start to do great. Great. Mm -hmm. And so it's, that's how we start. Like, but you have to start, we can't build momentum out of nothing. No. Mm -hmm. So a part of doing the thing that we said we would do is repairing that I can, not that I can't. And I can is in I can't, right? So language is everything. As you as you girls listen to what we say, you're going to notice the language that we use and how we speak and when we do our social media posts, there's a specific language that we use because language is important. It's language so has important. meaning. Mm-hmm. And I always say language is a weapon of love or destruction. How are you going to use it? Right? So the, the stories that we tell ourselves ourselves Mm -hmm. over and over again the stories that no one else hears but us the stories between our ears how are you going to use them Mm -hmm. are we going to is it really true you know these things that we say is that really true if i said that in the court of law would they believe me probably not so is that a story that you want to tell yourself probably not Mm -hmm. and so a part of transformation is changing language a part of transformation is getting to know the stories that we tell and going well is that really true how do i shift the story How do I shift the language? What language empowers me? I can. I will. What can I do? How can I improve? How can I can? It's such a powerful tool. When I'm faced with challenges, which I am every day, and fear, oh, my gosh, I just got told, I just remembered that I said yes to a public speaking event, which (laughs) I, all these posts are coming through literally this morning. I thought, how do I get out of this? And then I thought, no, no. This is a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. How can I do this? How can I prepare myself so that when I step on stage in front of 5,000 people, I feel confident. I deliver what I want to deliver. Not how do I run away from this? Because that, that was the initial thought. So I have fear. I fear just like everyone else. And it goes, hold on. Does that align with the vision that you have with yourself? How am I going to change it? How can I? How am I? How will I? Language is so important. Um, 
how much has training and what you learned as an athlete under the bar mm. helped you figure out how to just go through the hard things, knowing that on the other side of that is improved strength, ability, et cetera. Do you lean into that? Because I lean into that a lot to help me get through the hard things. God, bodybuilding is such a spiritual sport. I think we really underestimate what it is. I think, look to, what I learned when I was suffering from an eating disorder was how powerful the mind is. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I can, if I've nearly killed myself, what could I do with that power? Well, if I change my language, if I change my words, if I change my story, I can do anything. And I, I mean, I love training. It really empowers me. But what empowers me is the mindset. And so one rep at a time, how can I just, how can I outperform myself just that little bit more, two and a half kilos each week, one more rep, um, practice. So gymnastics taught me skill development, the art of discipline, the art of practice. I couldn't get to level 10 without level one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven. And so this thing that we, this big grand thing, like these big goals, the visions that we have with ourselves, it starts with one step. It's the same thing with training, one rep. One practice, one warm-up, and the next set, and the next set, and the next set. And again, we have to we have to practice to develop confidence. We can't just get under the bar and do a, think we can do 100 kilos without the practice of doing 10 kilos, of 20 kilos, of 30 kilos. You know, so the beauty of training is that it forces us to practice skill. We have to earn the right to put the weight on the bar earn the right to put the weight on the bar. If it's not there, it's not there. So how do we break this 100 kilos down into small manual pieces? Two and a half kilos each week, not even, 1.25. Mm-hmm. You break that down into 20 weeks, that's over 25 kilos that you've added to your squat, right? So we want everything yesterday. <laughs> like that's what we sit, you know, because we are inspired or we compare ourselves to other people that we see on social media. And unfortunately, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Rather than compare ourselves, let's use it to motivate what is humanly possible. Let's look to the people that inspire us and go, what are they doing? How do I do it? And sometimes... What's their system? What's Mm -hmm. their system? We forget that they've been practicing for a long time. If you've been starting out training and you compare yourself to Michelle, that's pretty damn unfair. Michelle's been training for how long? Forever. Forever. (laughs) Right? If you're just starting out and you're comparing yourself to someone who's training for forever, that's pretty debilitating. And you know what? What I've learned? Too much inspiration can be debilitating. What do we do with all this inspiration? Right? It's, it's entertainment until we take action. I love that. Mm-hmm. So are we entertaining or are we taking action? Right? It's, it, we, we can't underline that enough. That 1% is so key. And sometimes people, I almost feel like they they set themselves up for failure because they jump too high too fast right run before they walk yeah and then and then they want to quit because it's not working and um, whether their body's not changing fast enough or mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the, the the weight is stapled to the floor or whatever um, and it's just let's let's back off a little bit we got success is built on success so mm-hmm. let's 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 taper it back let's put just one kilo or one pound on the bar and just creep the weight up practicing great form and technique Mm. and getting that confidence i mean yeah i mean that's the thing it's one step at a time it's not 10 steps at once you know so pick the lowest hanging fruit get clear on your goals like what is it that you want to achieve 
what have you already achieved? Like what have you shown yourself that you can do? But mm. also why not identify what's letting you down and work on those pieces, not just do all the things that make us feel good. That's great. But eventually we're going to have a roadblock. And when it comes to goal setting, something that's really important, maybe a missing piece for a lot of people is what are the challenges ahead? One of the best things of getting to know yourself, ladies, is that you can use that information to empower you. Mm-hmm. With all that information that you know, with all your behaviors, with all the things that we keep tripping up, how are we going to use it to set ourselves up for success that we can prepare ourselves? Organization, preparation, <laughs> in very important keys when it comes to doing the process, the smallest of processes. How are you going to set yourself up for training? How do you set yourself for your nutrition? How do you set yourself up for your week ahead so that you can be a mum, be a lover, be a um, be a CEO or a boss at work? Without those tools, without knowing what's ahead of you, it's the blind leading the blind. And I had to learn organisation. This year, this prep just really, I got so organised and I thought this is one of the most underrated tools that we can use for achieving anything in life. Like I was... I was kind of 70% organized this year. It was like I was so fiercely independent and I thought, wow, I I noticed that growth. It was liberating. I noticed that growth in me. And now like I use it in so many areas and I think, what was I doing all this time? But I I was learning very slowly. Like I was doing a little bit better and then this year it was like, boom, Boom. Mm -hmm. you're a master. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's that. It's that pulling of teeth as we learn and then suddenly it's the subtle changes and mm-hmm. suddenly we go, oh, I'm doing that thing. I'm squatting. I and am this I'm, now. I am. Mm-hmm. Th- I'm doing this thing. And like I said, the vision that we have for ourselves, we don't just become it. We practice it every single day and then we suddenly go, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you go, wow, what was I doing all this time? But you were practicing. And yeah. every day is just practice for the next. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be perfect? No. It's just practicing doing your best and your best feels different from day to day but as long as you're practicing you're moving forward Mm -hmm. and when it's hand in hand with self-awareness and like you said you know when you're repairing that relationship with yourself really getting into the nitty-gritty you're building something beyond just uh one rep max or Mm. a a great physique at a photo shoot you're you're building a life i always look at goals and they're so external like the goals that we set are so external to us it is the internal work that needs identifying it's like we use we say oh it's food no 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 there's a step behind that it's organization it's preparation it's how am I talking to myself it's how am I setting myself up like there's so much this is why relationship with self sets the tone for everything because it certainly sets the tone for your relationship with food and it will certainly set the tone in how you prepare yourself for your training or what tools you use like meditation and where you spend your time and who you spend your time with and what information you want to use and honestly the cure it starts with mindfulness it starts with not running away but moving towards Towards. and leaning into the parts of us that challenge us you know i i've it's funny when i'm not motivated when i'm really challenged i do the most writing because i really go hmm that's so interesting I wonder what is going on for me. Why am I feeling this way? How's it showing up? That's really interesting. Hmm. Rather mean like, oh yeah, that's right. You're good, not good. It's like I, I ask myself questions and then I write. And then I write and I write and I write. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, I've done a little bit of healing. And I know this might show up again, but I'm gonna be better prepared. 
And instead of putting judgment on the fact that I'm feeling unmotivated or, you know, maybe my inner critics taking over a little bit more than I can handle. It's like, that's really interesting. Instead of going, yeah, that's right. You know, it's again, how we speak to ourselves is, is really important. And something that really helped me is if I had a, you know, a twin sister, well, I've got a sister. And would I say those things to her? Would I put those same rules on my sister as I do for myself? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So why do I deserve those rules? I don't. I'm not special. I know it's really hard. I say to my client, you're not special. And they're like, what? I'm like, you're not special. You don't deserve those rules. Would you place them on your daughter? I absolutely do not think so. And so for my mothers out here who have the most amazing role in this world, I love my mom. She's the best and she did the best you know, raising me and I still had my own challenges that she couldn't control and that was really hard for her. Um, You know, how you show up is so important. What you do counts. What you do for yourself counts so much because you have lovely little humans that are trying to navigate their own themselves and they've got this role model in Mm -hmm. front of them. And so the words that you say to yourself are very important because if you heard your daughter saying them or your son saying them, I bet you wouldn't like it. So this is the opportunity to go, if I wouldn't like my daughter speaking to herself like that, I sure as hell shouldn't be speaking to myself like that. And that's a cue so to liberating. start to mm-hmm. do, some, do some curiosity, do some work. I think, uh, I think um, God, we've covered so much already in this first podcast. And um, I know I'm going to have to have you back on soon because like I said, we could probably do six and you have so much of value to share. I think, um, I think we're going to end with on that note. Uh, And I, and I hope you guys that were listening have a lot of take home from what we covered today. I think uh, a lot of you know, a lot of stuff around mindset and how to set yourself up for success by cultivating more curiosity, less judgment, being more mindful in building a system that helps you develop that self-awareness so you're not continually having aha moments and then it fades into the other. You're actually building on your self-awareness, whether it's journaling um, or recording, Speaking out loud, like speaking out loud, therapy. Oh man, like I mean, like I said, I work with a, a neuro. I've been working with a neuropsych for four years now, and it's been one of the greatest gifts. Um, you know, Michelle, two Michelles, two. I've got two Michelles that are huge gifts in my life, and um, you know, she really helped shape shape the way I thought. Um, and the thing I'm going to I'm going to probably end with is this and I say it to my girls all the time the most powerful person in your life is you mm-hmm. from the moment you decide you want to change yes. is the moment you can change but it all takes actions because we're our actions not our words and so while we can you know say to others you changed my life you changed my life they contributed you know all the people that I spend my time with are constantly encouraging me and contributing to the the transformation that I have as a human being because I don't do it on my own but I make the choices. So we have coaches or we have mentors or we have psychologists and they're great, but you have to decide. And when you, when you remind yourself of how, how powerful you are as a human being, your life will change. Radical responsibility. Be radically responsible for yourself. Don't blame others. Mm-hmm. Own your outcomes. That's Own what I your say. outcomes. Mm-hmm. Own your decisions. Own yourself and just recognize how powerful your choices and your actions can and will be. Wow. 
Thank you so much, Hattie, for joining us on our very first episode. And I can't wait to have you back again. And now I think we've got to go get some training done. We're going to train our booty. Thank you. The Wonder Women podcast is proudly sponsored and produced by Social Fix. Social Fix is a transformational digital agency specializing in digital marketing, web design, social media, video, and podcast production for fitness, beauty, health, and wellness brands. Visit socialfix.com and request a free consultation for your brand's online image.